I'm like seriously not okay. Hello my pretty bitches. This is I'm Not Okay, a mental health based, I guess, podcast full of other random shit. So today's episode, which is the first like official episode that actually has a topic because last week I posted a welcome podcast episode that was just me rambling on about my life a little bit. So, this episode is about anxiety and meditation as I planned before, but before we get into that, I have another topic that I would like to talk about a little bit that was definitely not planned, um, but it also just like randomly kind of showed up in my life, I guess, and that is breakups. I won't talk a lot about it uh, because I do have a lot to talk about for anxiety and stuff because that's what I prepared for, but um, I actually wasn't going to even record this because I am really sad right now because I am currently going through a breakup. I'll probably make an episode or something about my relationship and about breakups and I'll probably talk about how I coped with it, but I am still in the process of doing that, so I don't want to talk a lot about it, but yeah, I don't know. I'm sad (laughs) and it really sucks, Um, but I managed to pull it together and still continue the research that I was doing for this episode so that I know enough about the topic to talk about it, you know? Also, I really, really hope that there's no mailman that shows up anytime soon while I'm recording because then my dog will go batshit crazy and will just start barking and tip-tapping everywhere because she is a chihuahua, so she's a little yippy. Um, so yeah, anyways, I guess now that I put the whole breakup topic aside, uh, we should get into the anxiety portion of this episode, which I feel like I had another topic that I wanted to bring up in this episode. Oh yeah, I remember now. Um... I'm actually surprised that I'm able to record the podcast today. Today is currently Wednesday, October 6th, Um, and this episode has to go out on Friday, so in two days. So, I have two days to finish the recording, edit it, and then post it. Um, But that's mostly because my sister was supposed to start going to school on... Monday because she got a negative COVID test. So, she doesn't have COVID. So, she was, she would have been able to go back to school. But, um, there was an active COVID case at my sister's school. So, they closed the school for two days. Um, she is finally back to school today. And I mentioned this in my 
first ever episode that I am super shy and I don't really want a bunch of people like knowing like around me anyways um about the podcast and as like my sister probably knows and I don't really care if she knows I just don't want her to hear me talk to myself for an hour or whatever in my room because that probably just sounds weird to her um so I waited until she was finally at school and I'm completely home alone and now I'm completely home alone but I only have two days to work on this podcast so I hope I can maybe just take up a lot of time today and finish it today but we'll have to see about that. I am so glad that the recording software that I use has an option to like pause the recording because it saves some editing time later for the parts that I don't want in or like you know like earlier I had to pause the recording because I started getting the hiccups and I think I'm getting them again but not that bad so but yeah it definitely saves a lot of editing time which is very practical because I only have two days for this one as I already mentioned um I hate that I have to hold my mic I feel like I've already said that before but anyways let's get into the anxiety portion of the video so I'll start with the definition of anxiety, which was found on the American Psychological Association website, um, and it was adapted from the Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia of Psychology. So, also, pardon my reading skills. Um, I am somewhat decent at reading, uh, but reading out loud is a whole different thing. So, anyways, anxiety is an emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, and physical changes like increased blood pressure. People with anxiety disorders usually have reoccurring intrusive thoughts or concerns. They may avoid certain situations out of worry. They may also have physical symptoms such as sweating, trembling, dizziness, or a rapid heartbeat. And I get quite a few of those symptoms. Um, I don't really know much about, like, my blood pressure and stuff. Like, I get my blood pressure checked when I go to the doctor, like, maybe once a year. So, um, I also don't even know what a good blood pressure is. They kind of just take it, see it, and say, okay. So, I'm assuming my blood pressure is fine. Um, but I... I'm talking about anxiety because I have dealt with anxiety like my entire life. I was only diagnosed a few years ago, but I know that I've had anxiety for way longer than that. So like everyone can agree that anxiety sucks, you know? And like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, and I know a lot of people 
also deal with anxiety, which is one reason why I want to start my podcast off officially with the anxiety episode um, because it's something that a lot of people relate to. And also, it's not like a super heavy subject um, compared to other things that I'm going to talk about in future episodes that can be kind of dark and a little heavy, which I don't want to start that off. Also, um, I'm kind of sprinkling in some more happy topics because I don't want my podcast to be like all like bad or like sad stuff that happens um so between like more serious and maybe sad topics um I'm gonna sprinkle in some some fun stuff some happier things to talk about um obviously the whole breakup thing that happened isn't super happy and I kind of started off with that but, um, whatever, it's fine. Um, I'm still not going into, like, I'm not going in deep with it yet. Um, I don't know if I ever will, uh, but hopefully one day I will be in the position where I'll be able to talk about it, especially without crying. Um, because again, I have, it's all very strong emotions. And I don't feel like crying on the podcast, which you may think that I sound like I'm crying or that I'm about to cry, but in reality, um, it's just me trying not to burp. <laughs> like, I don't burp. Fun fact. This, okay. I most likely have ADHD. Um, still working on a diagnosis for that. Um, but that's why, like, everything kind of goes all over the place and I derail myself and go on to different topics. Um, and now I forgot what I was even going to talk about. Oh yeah, burps. Um, I can't burp. I have probably burped a good three times in my life, like, proper loud burps. Um, other than that, my entire life has just been, like, random air bubbles going up my throat but it doesn't make a sound and it usually doesn't even let air out it's just weird bubbles um and sometimes it kind of feels more like hiccups uh so fun fact you know you get to know that right off the bat i really i really went far away from the main subject so now we're gonna go into the five major types of anxiety disorders from the National Institute of Mental Health. Five major types of anxiety disorders. Number one is generalized anxiety disorder, and these all have the definitions, by the way. Um, So, generalized anxiety disorder is an anxiety disorder characterized by chronic anxiety exaggerated worry and tension, even when there's little or nothing to provoke it. Uh, I was diagnosed with that um, when I was, I'd say, in the ninth grade, 
so I was probably about 13. That sounds about right, yeah. I was 13 when I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. Number two is obsessive compulsive disorder or OCD. So obsessive compulsive disorder is an anxiety disorder and is characterized by reoccurrent unwanted thoughts, obsessions, and or repetitive behaviors, compulsions. Repetitive behaviors such as hand washing, counting, checking, or cleaning are often performed with the hope of preventing obsessive thoughts or making them go away. Performing these so-called rituals, with air quotes, however, provides only temporary relief and not performing them markedly increases anxiety. Um, so I actually have a story about OCD that I will talk about um, after uh, I'm done the like the five major types um and i find it kind of funny um for me anyways i laugh about my own stuff so anyways number three is panic disorder uh which i actually was also diagnosed um with panic disorder um and i'll share my own experience with that as well so, panic disorder is an anxiety disorder and is characterized by unexpected and repeated episodes of intense fear accompanied by physical symptoms that may include chest pains, heart palpitations, shortness of breath, and dizziness or abdom abdominal, abdominal distress. Oh my god. Um, and then... Number four, post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD. Um, it's an anxiety disorder that can develop after exposure to a terrifying event or ordeal in which grave physical harm occurred or was threatened. Traumatic events that may trigger PTSD include violent personal assaults, natural or human-caused disasters, accidents, or military combat. And then number five, social phobia, also known as social anxiety disorder. So social phobia or social anxiety disorder is an anxiety disorder characterized by overwhelming anxiety and excessive self-consciousness in everyday social situations. Social phobia can be limited to only one type of situation such as a fear of speaking in formal or informal situations or eating or drinking in front of others, or in its most severe form, may be so broad that a person experiences symptoms almost any time they are around people. So I have actually been diagnosed with every single of the top five major anxiety disorders. Um, not all of it, I believe, is true, um, because I did have a psychologist who wasn't the greatest for me anyways. Um, most of our sessions, I only had two sessions with her, um, but most of our sessions was her talking about her son or her complimenting my hair, which... 
um, okay, cool, but she talked about my hair almost the entire time because I had dyed hair. I believe I had purple hair when I went to see her, um, and she was like, oh, like, I really wish I could dye my hair like yours, but I'm allergic to hair dye, and we barely spent any time talking about what I was there for. So, I guess we'll go in order about, like, the stories that I have and my diagnosis. So, first, the generalized anxiety disorder. Um, I believe that I've had it for quite a while. I was diagnosed, like I said, when I was 13 by my family doctor. Um, and my mom never believe that me or my sister could have any type of mental illness or disorder because she viewed us as like her mini hers like I don't know she wanted us to be something that we were not so it's almost like she got so involved with that idea of us that we were not like, she could not comprehend us being able to have mental illnesses because that's not what she pictured us to be like, you know? She didn't picture us to have anxiety disorders or anything like that. So, she just never believed it, ever. Until, um, most of my life, I have had extreme stomach aches almost every single day. It has calmed down now, but I remember in the second grade, um, I used to have, uh, this babysitter, uh, because my mom would work odd hours and stuff, so, and also sometimes my mom would go out, so we would have this one babysitter, and I had stomach aches every single night, and actually... It was so often that quite a few years later, I saw her again, like, out in public or something, and she even asked me if my stomach aches got better, because that's how often I had them. Um, and I believe we had her over, uh, to babysit us, like, quite often. Um, I can't remember if it was, like, almost every night, but we had her here pretty often, so she saw quite a bit of it, um, but I always, I never knew why I was having so many stomach aches, and then fast forward to the fourth grade, again, I don't remember a lot about my childhood because there is a lot of trauma involved, and I kind of forgot about a lot, so there are definitely missing pieces, um, but anyways, Fast forward to the fourth grade, um, a guy in my class throws up next to me, and I will talk about this in another episode. I have a whole episode that will be dedicated to fears and phobias, um, a little sneak peek, I guess. Um, I have emetophobia, so I have a huge phobia of throwing up, um, whether it's myself or anyone else. So, he threw up 
right next to me. And I started freaking out. And I started getting a really, really bad stomach ache. The same ones that I would get when I was in the second grade. Also, keep in mind at this point, I couldn't, I didn't know the difference between a stomach ache and nausea. And I don't remember the feeling that I had in that moment. So, because I also tried blocking that out as much as possible. Um, in my mind, I probably thought that I was going to throw up um, because he threw up next to me. So, I started panicking. So, I ended up getting my parents to come pick me up and take me home. So, I stayed home for the rest of the day. Then the next day, um, they brought me back to school and I started feeling the same way. So, I called them, they picked me up. And I probably stayed home the next day too. And I remember every single day that week, if I did go to school, I always ended up calling my parents to come pick me up. And then this might be false because I know my brain does kind of puts things into my brain from when I was a kid that didn't actually happen or that my parents tell me that they don't believe that ever happened. So, I'm not sure if this genuinely happened or not, but the guy who threw up, I believe, threw up on a Monday. So, it was the beginning of the week. So, the entire week, I was either at home, not feeling well, or I was at school not feeling well and then I would call my parents to come pick me up. And I believe on the Friday, I went to school and then I called my parents to come pick me up. My mom couldn't come pick me up anymore because she had missed a lot of time uh, from work because I kept calling her or staying home. And I was in the fourth grade, so my mom had to miss work if I wasn't at school. Um, so... My dad came to pick me up and he said, there is something wrong with you. There is no way that your, you know, stomach is hurting this much and that there's nothing wrong with you. So, he was, he took me to the hospital as this is from what I remember anyway. So, went to the hospital and absolutely nothing happened from that. Nothing. Um, and then... In the fifth grade, like, like, really nothing came from that. I don't know why we even went to the hospital, um, because I had a blood test done, I had a urine test, I had, um, an x-ray, oddly enough. I don't know. This is what I remember anyways, but nothing came back from that. And then even in the fifth grade, I was still experiencing stomach aches almost every day. So, on the very last day of fifth grade, I got picked up by my stepmom and she brought me to a clinic to get a blood test done, which didn't go very well. Um, I guess I'll say it now. Uh, I was in the chair about to get my blood drawn and my stepmom was just in the waiting room and uh, she could hear me screaming 
because I am terrified of getting my blood drawn. I'm scared of needles in general. So, um, less for, like, piercings and stuff, oddly enough, but, like, for vaccines, IVs, blood tests, and all that, fuck no, get the fuck away from me. So, I started screaming, kicking, and crying, um, and it was just me and that one nurse, and then, um, my stepmom tried to come in to, like, hold my hand, to calm me down, and that didn't work at all. And then my stepmom ended up having to call my mom from work to come to the clinic so that I could sit on my mom's lap and my mom was holding me and I needed three nurses to hold me down on top of my mom and then I had another nurse who um, was doing the actual blood test, which... Um, I heard, I don't know, I think my stepmom told me that kids were banned after that from going there, but, um, I don't think that's true. Um, I don't think they'd even be allowed to do that. Um, but it was very bad. Also, after my mom came in, uh, my stepmom went back to the waiting room and she was on the phone with my dad. And my dad could hear me screaming. They still make fun of me to this day, especially if they bring me back to that clinic um, because I do have a dietitian who works in the same building. And there was one time where my dad drove me. Um, I believe my dad drove me to one of my appointments one time and he was like, oh, this is the same building that has that, that blood drawing clinic or whatever. Um, and then he just makes fun of me the whole time. Um, honestly, I laugh about it. It's funny now. It wasn't funny for me at the time, for sure, but I find it funny now. Okay, I think I got a bit carried away with that, um, the blood test stories and all of that, but, um, on top of all of that, um, I had a really, really hard time in high school with my anxiety um, and just school in general because oral presentations and anything like that were always super stressful to me, but um, high school was especially bad anxiety-wise um, and I'll say the worst year for me was my grade 10 year. Um, I... That's when my anxiety was at its highest, and it really, really sucked. Um, I had panic attacks at least once a day, and I would miss so much school. I actually, um, I almost got my, uh, how, how did they mention, how, how did they say it? I don't remember how they said it, but, um, they were gonna, they were almost going to take my credits away, um, which means, like, it would have meant that I would have to stay longer, basically. Um, I would probably have to stay, like, an extra year or at least an extra semester. I believe that when they remove credits, um, if you miss too much class, it's only for 
the one semester. So I probably would have had to stay an extra semester. Um, which, I mean, I, odds are probably wouldn't have had to because the whole COVID thing in the end, but if COVID never happened, I probably would have had to stay an extra semester. Um, like I was ditching class all the time. It was really bad. Um, if I wasn't ditching class to go home, then I was, uh, sitting in the bathroom crying, which my school has these, uh, transgender bathrooms. Uh, I don't know if that's what they're actually called, but everyone called them the transgender bathrooms, which are basically just, we have two bathrooms like this. Um, it's just like a cubicle, basically. I don't know. You have, it's a little room. You just have your own toilet with the sink, blah, blah, blah all that stuff. Um, so you're alone. And I've always used those because I'm extremely pee shy. Uh, and I can't use the bathroom if there's someone else in the bathroom with me. And there was almost usually someone, like there was almost always someone in the bathroom, like the regular bathrooms. So, um, I always went in those bathrooms, uh, even just to pee, but, um, especially when I was having panic attacks, because then, um, I would be alone, no one could hear me cry, um, and, yeah, it was, it was kind of a chill place to be. The only thing that sucked, though, is that there was absolutely no service in those bathrooms, um, so I wasn't able to call anyone if I needed anything, and, like, some games that I had needed Wi-Fi or data. I did have, I, I still don't know if it's data or data. Also, you can probably hear my dog. She just walked into the room. I forgot to close my door. Bella! Out! <laughs> yeah, you can, I could definitely hear her click clacking in my headphones, but yeah, so I always missed a ton of school. And it actually got to the point where um, I had so many panic attacks in a day that my, like, I explained this to the psychologist that I was seeing because I was seeing her in grade 10. So my anxiety was at its worst. And that's when she diagnosed me with panic disorder, um, which the definition that I have here definitely... It doesn't really match up with what she told me it was because, um, I told her that, um, if I don't have a panic attack for, like, a couple days, then I'll start being scared of my next panic attack because usually if I didn't have a panic attack for a few days straight, then the next panic attack would be huge because it would kind of be like all the panic attacks that I missed all in one. So I was scared of that. Um, and she told me that that's what panic disorder was, that, you know, it was being scared of your next panic attack because you're scared of how big it was or whatever. I don't know. She said that basically what I was explaining to her 
was panic disorder, so she diagnosed me with that. But um, this definition definitely doesn't... Uh, I mean, okay, never mind. It says repeated episodes of intense fear accompanied by physical symptoms, which I did have physical symptoms, um, especially heart palpitations, shortness of breath. I had dizziness, abdominal pain, um, well, ad- abdominal distress. Distress, oh my god. Um, because um, I would often have panic attacks if I felt nauseous. And if I had a panic attack, the panic attack would make me feel nauseous. So, all that, it was just a cycle that really sucked. Um, but it is totally fine. And then post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, I honestly can't remember the diagnosis. Um, I genuinely can't. Might have been with my social worker? Is that? Mm, I don't know. But I definitely, if I wasn't actually diagnosed, then I definitely do have symptoms of it. Um, Maybe not as much anymore. I've definitely coped a lot and grew mentally, but there was a lot of toxic behaviors in my household. Um, and a lot of it turned into trauma. Um, there was a lot of, uh, fighting, hitting, screaming in my house, um, which definitely, I was definitely traumatized by all of that, um, and it took quite a while to get over, um, after a certain person left my life um so yeah and social anxiety or social phobia um that's something that I like lately I've been dealing with quite a bit um right now not so much but I know a few months ago uh like I've always hated being in big groups and all that stuff um but a few months ago, I actually started having a panic attack anytime that I was, like, in a public space for more than just a few minutes. Like, I had such a hard time going to the store or anything like that. Um, I remember this one time, um, I went to a drugstore to buy myself a few boxes of hair dye because I got really, really tired of my blue hair. Um, I hated it. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, so I got really tired of my blue hair, so I wanted to dye it. And I went to the store, and I was trying to find a specific hair dye that I really liked the color of, but I couldn't find it, so I was trying to find the next best thing. But all of this looking, just, you know, I kept like, just standing there in the aisle, and I started getting nauseous, which means I start feeling anxious, and at some point, I just couldn't handle it, so I just, I grabbed the first bottle of hair dye that I could see 
with the color that I wanted, just grabbed it and left. Um, like, I could not stay in there and look at all the hair dyes for any longer or be in that store any longer. So, I just went to the cash so fast and just ran out. Um, and it, like, that happened for, like, quite a while, which really, really sucked. Um, obviously, like, all of it fucking sucks. But, um, that just, it was even worse. I hated not being able to go out or anything. I also had extreme anxiety anytime that I was in a car. Um, I feel like I would get almost, like, carsick, and I felt super nauseous if I was in a car for more than about five minutes, and that was also awful. Um, oh yeah, I forgot to mention the OCD thing, because I think I went from generalized anxiety disorder straight to panic disorder. But, um, so, obsessive compulsive disorder. I was actually diagnosed with it, um, by the same psychologist who diagnosed me with panic disorder, who is, you know, I don't really take those diagnoses, like, I don't know, like, to heart or anything. I kind of take them lightly because she only saw me twice. Um, after, like, she diagnosed me with those, my mom was like, you're not going back to her. So, I went to see my psychologist for the second time, and my appointment, I believe, was at 6.30 p.m., but my mom had a, uh, physiotherapist appointment around the same time. So, she dropped me off first, and I got there at around, like, 6, I believe, and I was just sitting in the waiting room. It was my first time there without my mom because the first time I went, my mom stayed in the waiting room the entire time, but this time, since my mom had an appointment, I had to go alone. So, and my mom just, like, came in at the end to, like, pay for it because this was the only psychologist that I've ever had that I've had to pay for. Um, all of my other services that I've ever had were all free. Uh, but I also live in Canada, so it's, I don't know. My current psychologist that I'm seeing is free, and so far she's probably the best I've had, and I really like her so far, even though I've only had three sessions with her. But that's fine. Anyways, so I got there at around six o'clock, and my appointment was at 6.30, and I was just sitting there alone, and there was a bunch of other people in the waiting room, and I was just reading my book for school, um, and she came in. It was around, I'd say, like, 6.20, maybe, um, and in my head, if the appointment is at 6.30, it is at 6.30, so she came in, and she didn't say my name. She just stood there, and I knew it was my therapist, 
Like, I knew it was my psychologist who was standing at the door, um, because obviously it's an office with a bunch of other ones. So, I knew that, well, I didn't know that she was there for me. I don't know what I thought was happening. Um, I thought she was probably just checking the waiting room to see if I was there for when my appointment at 6.30 started. I don't, I honestly don't know what I was actually thinking, but, um, she walked into the waiting room, she looked at me, and I was unsure as to whether I should get up and go with her, or if I just stayed there, because it wasn't time for my appointment yet, in my mind anyways. So, I started fidgeting and playing with my boots because I had some lace-up boots. So, I, when I get anxious about something and I have to, like, kind of decide what I have to do, um, then I usually tie my shoes or play with my shoelaces to, like, pass time. So, um, I started doing that. I started like lacing up my boots because I wasn't sure if I had to get up and go with her but she looked at me while I was doing that and she thought that I needed to fix my boots before I could stand up as kind of like a sign of like OCD or whatever that I have to do this um in order to do something else or whatever like um I don't know. She really thought that it was like that. And I was too scared to tell her that um, I was just tying my boots up to buy me some time because I wasn't sure if I had to go with her. Um, And then she, so like I kind of just agreed with her. So she diagnosed me with OCD. There is a possibility that I do have it, um, but just what she saw definitely wasn't me, like, having any, uh, like, obsession, like, obsessive thoughts or, I meant intrusive thoughts or any compulsions or anything like that. That wasn't it. Um, so what she saw was not OCD. So, I don't know. That's why I don't really take those, like, to heart, but yeah. Um, here I have some ways that I cope with my anxiety, which seems to work for me, I guess, but I, I like to listen to some music or play some games on my phone. Um, I like doing things like playing Sudoku crosswords, word search, those types of things. Um, I like painting and drawing and I really like writing as well. Um, whether I'm like trying to like write a story or I'm just journaling, writing my feelings down or something, you know? Um, and then I like to do meditation and breathing exercises which goes perfectly with what we are talking about next, which hopefully won't take too long, uh, because 
I'm already at 46 minutes in my recording, but some of it will be cut out. Okay, so let's dive right into meditation. Um, so here I have the definition for, I have the definition of meditation that uh, was from the National Center for Complementary and Integrative health. I wasn't even sure if I, I don't even know if that word that I said was correct, but I will leave it like that. Um, so the definition is meditation can be defined as a set of techniques that are intended to encourage a heightened state of awareness and focused attention. Meditation is also a consciousness changing technique that has been shown to have a wide number of benefits on psychological well-being. Um, there are different types. Um, I actually couldn't find the source for the types, but it can be found on a different website. Let me find the website. It's from uh, verywellmind.com. That's where I found these two types of meditation. But the first one is concentrative meditation, which involves focusing all of your attention on a specific object while tuning out everything else around you. The goal is to really experience whatever you are focusing on, whether it's your breath, a specific word, or a mantra in order to reach a higher state of being. I usually do this for my breathing exercises, but other than that, um, I use the next type, which is mindfulness meditation, which includes, among others, both mindfulness-based stress reduction, or MBSR, and mindfulness-based cognitive therapy, MBCT. Um, Mindfulness can target different issues such as depression, which means that its focus may be different from practice to practice. Overall, it involves the state of being aware of and involved in the present moment and making yourself open, aware, and accepting. So, um, it's hard for me to describe what I do for meditation but um, I often just put on some calming music and I focused a bit on my breathing. I'm not completely focused on my breathing though, but I make sure that my breathing is okay because if it's not, then it kind of ruins my entire meditation experience. But um, I will just relax, um, you know, all that stuff. Um, now we have some benefits that were also found uh, from the National Center for Complementary for Complementary and Integrative Health. Uh, number one is better management of symptoms of conditions including anxiety disorders, depression, sleep disorders, pain issues, and high blood pressures. Uh, also, these are all based on studies that were found. Um, these benefits anyways. Uh, number two is better stress management skills. Number three, changes in different aspects of attention and mindfulness. Uh, increased self-awareness. Improved emotional well-being. 
improved working memory and fluid intelligence, improved immunity, greater empathy for yourself and others, and headache relief. Which, the headache relief is mostly because of, like, um, just the calming thing, you know. A lot of people, you don't have to listen to music to meditate or listen to a guided meditation, but, um, it can be in just dead silence. Honestly, almost anything you do that is relaxing to you can be count, can count as meditation. So, um, for meditation, you can definitely use, uh, like some tools and stuff. Um, like I personally use, um, a meditation cushion. I have crystals, candles, incense, and I have essential oils. Um, I often, I personally don't like meditating in dead silence. Um, I prefer meditating with some relaxing music or a guided meditation. Um, I actually really like guided meditations because they usually help you find something to think about. Um, which with calm music, you have to try and do all of that yourself. You have to get yourself in the right mind. You have to, um, breathe like, you have to control your own breathing, um, but often with guided meditation, um, they will tell you when to inhale, hold, exhale, hold, all that, um, and they will also, one, they have very calming voices, um, which can give you, like, tingles in your body, which feel great, and also, they often say things that can make you picture like, a certain scene, like, if, like, I don't know, they might talk about you imagining yourself in a forest or on a beach or with someone you love, and they, it kind of helps you go to your happy place, um, and also, there's one meditation that I did in the eighth grade. I think it was, like, my first time ever meditating, and it was this guided meditation, where you had to imagine yourself in a very dense forest that was super dark. And then you walked up to a tree, you dug up a hole, and then you watched yourself put all of your negative emotions and thoughts into that hole. And then you covered it up with the dirt. And, you know, your negative thoughts were gone. They were buried. And then right after you finished that, you imagine a nice little river flowing, birds singing and flying around, um, the forest gets less dense, you can see sunlight and beautiful blue sky and all of that and it was honestly beautiful. It really helped me get into a, like, you know, great mind space, great mindset, um, so, the last thing that I have here, um, is why and how I started meditating. So, uh, the way I started meditating, like, sure, my first time, like, actually meditating was 
most likely. Um, actually, I did some yoga when I was younger. I believe when I was in the fifth grade, I used to take yoga classes, which I really miss. I really wish I could do that again. Um, but since it was a yoga class for kids, it was a bit more like activities and a bit less mindfulness. Um, but now like I wish to, I kind of want to take some adult classes and have a bit more like mindful meditative yoga. Um, but how I actually started is that in grade 10, perfect year, because that's when my anxiety was at its highest, um, I took a mindfulness class, which I go to, I went to French school, so the course was called Pleine Conscience, so full conscience, I guess, but I called it the mindfulness class, and, you know, the entire class was based on, uh, mental health and how to cope in a healthy manner, uh, like, it can help you cope in a, in a good, healthy way, um, and we would meditate every course. We had the class four times a week, um, with, that's how our schedules worked. We didn't have every class every single day, um, our classes always switched, so we had this mindfulness class four times a week, so, um, every time we had that class, we would do a guided meditation, um, she always had a different one picked out for us, and they were all different lengths, uh, I believe we started off with about five minutes, and, you know, the more we meditated, the better we got at it, so, uh, we even did, like, a 30-minute meditation this one time, um, but again, meditation is all up to you. Um, you can meditate for however long you want. Um, although it is best that you set a time for how long you want, you want to meditate for. Like, um, I personally like doing about 15 minutes. Um, but yeah, so we would meditate like almost every day. We would have this little corner with these, um, somewhat comfortable chairs. Um, you could lay down if you wanted to. Um, we usually all, like, closed our eyes and kind of, uh, listened to, uh, the guided meditation. And after the meditation was over, then, uh, we would all talk about good or bad things that happened in our lives. Uh, it was a very small group. I believe we were only about 10 to 12 people, something like that. Um, so it wasn't a big group. And obviously throughout the year, um, we all got like more comfortable with sharing things, um, and emotions. Um, like some people cried, uh, in the class when they would talk about bad things that were going on in their lives. Also, it is, um, it is not allowed, you're, when you're in that class, you're not allowed to tell anyone outside of the class what was said within the class, um, for privacy, you know? So, that was really great to have, uh, you know, not being able to, uh, you don't have to worry about 
people going around telling all your secrets and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, also this teacher was amazing. She was the nicest. She was super calm. She gave you advice if you needed it. Um, also if you were, when we were meditating, if you fell asleep, you could sleep. Like they, no one, the teacher always said if someone falls asleep, don't wake them up. Um, unless the bell already rang and, you know, class was over, but, um, she always said if they fall asleep, it's because they desperately needed it. So, she always let people sleep in, um, and she was just super chill. She kind of just said whatever happens, like, happens for a reason, um, and whatever you need, like, you actually need in your life will come to you. And I'm so sad that after um, I finished that course, uh, she left to do another, I don't know what she went to do, but um, she left the course and stuff. There is still that course at the school, but it is taught by a different teacher. And it's a teacher that I don't like, so I'm really glad that I got that course with her. Um, but I believe my sister is in that class, and I know that, um, my best friend was, I believe, last year or something like that, um, but it is a really, really good class, and I have definitely, um, kept a lot of information that I received in that class, and I still implement it now, you know? Uh, the advice that she, that my teacher gave to me, like, one time I told her that, um, I constantly felt this weight on my chest and shoulders and it just felt super heavy and it kind of started to hurt and she told me to go home, like, after school. Um, she told me that when I get home that I should go outside and just scream just let it out. Um, and I did that and it actually helped. The weight on my shoulder was gone and I don't know, it's honestly really fun. Uh, so if you have like this weight on your shoulders, I heavily suggest trying to go outside and just scream as much as you can. Um, because I mean, it helped me. It might not help you, but for me, it definitely did. Um, I like doing things that feel freeing to me. Speaking of freeing, um, I would like to... This is the most freeing moment that I've ever had in my life. And I felt it with my sister. And it was the most amazing thing ever. Um, by the way, this is probably the last thing I'm going to talk about in this episode. Um, but yeah, so... I was at my grandparents' house, and my grandparents kind of live, um, they live kind of far away from where I am, and they live in a pretty small city, but, um, well, they live outside of the small city, um, so they're surra- they're surrounded by forest, like, everywheres, um, their neighbors are far away, um, 
they have a forest in their backyard and there's this blueberry farm at the other end of the forest and it was like springtime like there was still some snow but not a lot um and it was warm enough that you didn't necessarily need a jacket just a sweater honestly um so my sister and I originally went outside into the forest so that we could vape in private because we are nicotine addicts um especially me and also we want to kind of be away from our family members for a bit because um it was just very loud and stuff so we went uh all the way to the blueberry field, which uh, we're allowed to go in the blueberry field, um, and we're allowed to pick blueberries whenever we want, um, but they didn't have any blueberries at that time because it wasn't summer yet, um, so everything was, like, all dead and stuff, but there wasn't, like, any snow in the giant field, and we got there like and it was just I don't even know how to like describe what we were feeling but it was such an unreal moment as soon as we walked onto the blueberry field it was just so beautiful the sun was bright um it's kind of like in those movies when you see people run through like a beautiful flower field in a sundress and it's beautiful and sunny outside, you know? It kind of felt like that and it was the most freeing moment that we just started running around and twirling and just like laughing and smiling and I don't think I'll ever feel that type of happiness and freedom ever again, but it was an absolute unreal moment to live in and I really wish um I really wish that upon anyone who listens to this and anyone who is going through a bad time uh I really wish that great feeling in your life I hope you guys can find that which if there's anyone listening to this um if you're listening to this on YouTube, maybe leave me a comment and tell me your experience if you felt a feeling similar to what I was describing, if you felt super free, um, or, like, comment it on my, like, any of my social media. Um, I also have, um, a Google Docs form, I believe something like that, I don't know, where you can submit, um, things like questions and stories, and honestly, um, I would like, um, if you guys have that experience, um, if you don't want to comment it, um, like, on my social media, you can submit it there, and maybe I could make a video, um, well, not a video, maybe I could make um, an episode, uh, reading your freeing experiences, um, at some point in the future. Um, I'll probably spend, like, 
quite a while collecting those if anyone even uh, submits any. But also, if you like email it to me, submit it through that form or anything like that, um, and you don't want me to read it um, on the podcast or anything like that, I won't. Just say that you don't want me to and I won't. But um, yeah. Anyways, um, that is it for today's episode on anxiety and meditation. Um, and a little insertion of breakups, but, um, I guess this will find you on Friday, October 8th, and, yeah, bye my pretty bitches, this is I Am Not Okay, a mental health-based and random shit podcast, hope you have a great Friday, or whatever day of the week you may be listening this to, and I'm out, bye.